everybody. Welcome to Amplify Your Impact. This is Susan Leonardson. This is the show where we talk to fast-growing, mission-driven entrepreneurs who are making an impact in their business and helping their people to also make an impact. And today on this episode, I have Monica Froze. Monica is a digital product coach for women business owners and host of the popular podcast, Empowered Business. She has an MBA degree in finance and marketing and runs two brands, Redefining Mom a site for helping women thrive in both motherhood and business, which is awesome, and Empowered Business, where she empowers women to create financial independence through building six-figure digital product businesses. So I am so excited to have Monica on here because she is speaking my language. This is like the right person to be talking to for me. Um, So welcome to the show, Monica. Glad to have you here. Yeah, thanks for having me. So um, I am always so curious about people's stories about like, how did they start what they're doing? Because I talked to so many different people from different backgrounds and then like they're doing different things right now. So I want to know what made you go into helping people? Because I mean, I didn't really get to this in your intro, but you spent 11 years working for a fortune 100 company, running a multi-million dollar marketing campaigns for them. And, and now you're helping like the mom entrepreneur. So kind of bridge that gap for us a little bit. Well, in hindsight, if you ask my parents, they would say I was always entrepreneurial and I have, I have this weird spirit where I'm capable of following rules that I agree with, but I'm also a rebel when I don't agree with stuff. And so I don't think I was ever meant to sit in corporate. There was too much wrong with corporate for me to play the game for the, like, I call it the game, um, which was really basically run by men. And women had no seats at the table and it was very toxic. And this was before a lot of the awareness had really come out in like the last, you know, four or five-ish years before Me Too and all that. I wish, part of me wishes I was in corporate when Me Too happened because I had things to say about that. Um, So what happened to me was I had my first daughter uh, in 2012 and I had an emergency C-section almost died. And it resulted in really bad postpartum PTSD, which went undiagnosed. And at the same time, my career was taking off and I was super angry about the lack of maternity leave in the United States. And so I did not start redefining mom as a means to make money. I started it as a place to be upset at the way women are treated. (laughs) Um, and that resonated, that really resonated with a lot of people. So I, I grew an accidental, accidental audience and I had no time for it either. I mean, my career was super busy and I had a baby. Well, fast forward a couple of years after I started it, not really trying, I got some cool opportunities. I got invited to go on Fox News because I wrote a rebuttal to Gwyneth Paltrow who talked about how her life was tougher than the average <laughs> nine to five mom. And I think I started- I remember it. that. <laughs> I was like, excuse me, Gwyneth, first of all, I work eight to five and, <laughs> um, and that doesn't include drive time and I don't have personal chefs. And, uh, you know, she was a little out of touch with that. And so Fox uh, news had me on. And then I got invited to the white house and I got to meet president Obama. And he pretty much was like, uh, I was, I was a spitfire. I figured when am I ever going to get in the room with the president of the United States again, to tell him how upset I am about you know, the lack of maternity leave policies. I even touched student loan interest with him and, oh, I had things to say. And so he listened. And then at the end he was like, he called me a spitfire. And then he said, so what are you going to do about all this? 
And I was like, what are you talking about? I'm just trying to pay my bills. I live paycheck to paycheck because of all the things I just said to you. Wow. Um, <laughs> and so I left the White House and I thought, I'll show you. <laughs> it's kind of that's just always been my attitude in life, I think. And so that's when I I went on really on the mission to see the brand as a brand. And I started connecting. Well, basically what I do in corporate is brand building, but I'm making money for other brands. So why can't I just do this? Like, why can't Redefining Mom be a brand? So about a year and a half later, from the time I went to the White House, I had quit corporate. I had started making money in the business. And that's really where what I do now, how it connects is I, so this is 2016 and there was not a lot of buzz on the internet about digital products. Like we hear about it all the time now. Yeah. Um, but like, it really wasn't positioned that way back then. There was a lot of talk about blocking. Um, like Facebook lives had just become a thing, but real and Instagram had been bought by Facebook. So like the whole picture squares had become a thing, but it, not digital products. It was not positioned like that. And I, I sort of stumbled upon it because I, in corporate, I was very conditioned that at the end of the day, you had to show return on investment and profit margin. Mm -hmm. And so in the blogging model, I had this really hard time because it's basically what Redefining Mom was. It was, a, it was a content blog, but it was like, okay, but I bring people to my site and nothing resonated with me. I couldn't do display ads because why am I spending all this effort to get people to my site for them to click off and get mere pennies for it? I didn't want to do sponsored posts because I felt like the whole point of not working in corporate was to not be like accountable to other people's deadlines. So I was like, no, I'm not doing that. And affiliate marketing didn't make sense because that was still like really pennies on the click if you really think about it. And so what resonated to me was building an email list and owning the customer relationship and that I had to sell something. That, that was like the foremost thing in my mind that if I was going to be successful, I essentially needed my own assets to sell. And that in at the time became basically <laughs> digital products. And I've launched, I always say this, we really need to count it up, but we've done so many and we've retired so many. It's somewhere in the 75 to hundred range. And I'm talking everything from spreadsheets, printables, website templates, courses, group, group programs, memberships. Like, honestly, if there's a digital product out there, I've likely, I've likely launched it <laughs> at this point. <laughs> and so, I mean, just to kind of wrap my head around, um, you, know, you took basically a, a protest, an idea of a protest and turned it into a business. And that business was just helping women, mothers in the same or similar situation as yourself and just like giving them tools, right? You basically digitize um, tools to help them is the direction you went. Yeah. So what ended up happening was, so, so Redefining Mom was born out of the whole I'm upset about maternity leave. Like one of the things I found out through my research was that 25% of women in the United States go back with, to work within 20 or within two weeks of giving birth. And I thought, wow. um, excuse me, what? This is insane. And then I realized with my fortune 100 career benefits that I was in the top 7% of benefits that women did get. And that was not good enough. So I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. So the audience I was attracting definitely were like millennial moms like me, uh, that were also trying to juggle this career and, uh, and baby. And I was really outspoken about my right to work because I had a lot of influences in my personal life that didn't think I should work. And that was just never an option. And I, for one, I did work 
because I had to, I had student loans, I, you know, and all that stuff. But also it was, I felt like I was always justifying that, well, I have to work because I have bills instead of it just being, no, I work because I want to work and I want access to my own money. And so I really became a crusader of women's right to work and uh, our ability that just because we have children does not mean that our goals and ambitions should change. So when I quit corporate, what happened was my audience was like, aren't you the right to work girl? So now you're not working. And I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. No, I'm building a business. And that was very appealing, of course, to women in, in the same predicament that I was in that felt the same way I did, which they just wanted a better balance. Like they wanted to work. They, it wasn't a matter of, you know, that they didn't want to work. It was just that the balance, I always said the balance was in favor of my corporate job and not in favor of my family at all. And it just wasn't yeah. the life that I, that I wanted. So that's how the first digital product I ever launched was called the family budget spreadsheet. And the way that came about was, um, I guess very early on, I realized, so all a digital product is, is a solution to someone's problem, like period, that's all it is. So someone has a problem, they go to Google, they put in their problem and hopefully they arrive at your digital product and they buy it and they go up. Like that's a simplistic version of what's yeah. going on here. So what I realized was women were like, how did you quit your job? And that's the question they were asking me, but that's not actually what they needed. What they needed was because the whole objection to quitting their job was money. At the end of the day, we all had paychecks we were bringing in and we couldn't just leave them behind. It wasn't, that wasn't reality. So what do you really need? You need a way to understand your finances. And so they were asking how I did it. And really how I did it was we had a very, we had a financial plan that we put into place and it was a spreadsheet that we had, we had built while we were in corporate, my husband and I, we just, and it's not a complicated spreadsheet and my love language is spreadsheets. So, um, <laughs> but it was just, it really, I, to this day, I just was in there right before we got on this call. I manage my entire personal financial life still in this spreadsheet. Uh, so we put it up for sale for $17 and over the last five years with literally no promotion, like all in all, I've spent about five grand in ads and we've made $250,000 in what I am not a fan of people saying passive because like, I'll tell you a lot of people type their email address in wrong. And we get a lot of people who don't know how to use a Google sheet. And sure. We have a lot of actual admin support that we, we answer emails on this product, especially when it was higher volume. We're a little bit lower on volume because we don't focus on that product very much, but I mean, in true, it's like pretty truly passive in terms of, I have not really put any focus on it since 2018. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I'll take my 250 grand for not really doing <laughs> for very much it once. It. And then, yeah, I'm putting it out there. And so that's what led into creating empowered business was because all these women were asking like, how did you do this? Like, so you gave them like what you knew that they needed at the time, but then I'm sure some of them were at the place where they were like ready for it. Right. Empowered business. Yeah. Let's like go and build our, our empire. I like <laughs> I zigzagged a little bit because in between there, I became known as the Pinterest ads girl. And that all kind of tied to my corporate attitude of ROI first and profit margin, where Pinterest had really exploded on the blogging scene when I, when I quit my corporate job. And so it was like this haven of free traffic, but I'd been around the marketing world long enough to know, well, this isn't going to last. And of course I was right not to toot my own horn, but I knew it was going to last. So when they came up with their advertising engine, I was like the only blogger who's like, I'm going to learn this because eventually this is going to be the only way, you know, that you could really guarantee success on Pinterest. And everyone poo pooed me. They're like, we're getting hundreds of thousands of page views. Why would we pay Pinterest? And I was like, ah, oh, this is going to become important. And so I, 
it, a series of events led me to create a course on it, which became like the thing I was known for. And here's the thing, smart businesses double down on what the, where they're making money. So when I made it, started making tens of thousands of dollars on this accidental course, you know, I'm not stupid. I'm going to follow the money. But after four years of doing that, I really, I had like a moment in 2020, which I probably everyone had a moment in 2020, given what was going on in the world, uh, where I just felt like this is not the impact that I wanted to make on the world. It is, I was making great money for our family. We have employees. I was, you know, we, I was, I was impacting people, but not in the way that I could connect to. It was, it was like, I could not, it wasn't big enough to motivate me to keep showing up the way I was. Yeah. And so that's when we pivot to empowered business. And I thought really what I'm good at at the end of the day is taking these cons, like taking what you're already good at and monetizing it through a digital product. And that the impact I can make on so many more women with that meant something to me. And that's really why we pivoted. That's amazing because this is a conversation I've been having with other people as well of like, you know, a lot, a lot of us have businesses, but they're not really fulfilling us to the deepest level of like, I'm truly like, this is deep into my soul, making an impact. But if you go and you find women that are already doing the thing that they truly love and they feel like they're meant for, and then you just help them monetize it. Like that's, that's amazing. I love that so much. Um, and you know, a lot of people need help with that because a lot of us are, are the creatives. We're the artists that just need that. We well, need and- the help. <laughs> through doing this for as long as I have, a lot of women struggle with asking for money. I think, and when I evaluate how the blogging landscape played out, blogging appealed to a lot of women because it was them giving free. It was them giving themselves for free. And that's kind of how we're trained as young girls is that, you know, don't be rude. Don't talk about money. And I sat in boardrooms with men who had no problem bragging about how much they made, how they made it. And it was not a taboo subject. And so I started realizing for women, money is such a taboo subject and especially asking for what we're worth. And I don't mean charging. I don't like this general advice of just like, you should raise your prices because like, no, it has, that's very different than charging for your knowledge and expertise. Like you have to, I do believe in being realistic, like charge you know, realistic prices, but this whole idea of us giving away everything for free and then feeling like we can't ask, I basically say, don't give your, like, don't give your brain away for free. Like you need to pay for your knowledge. You just do. People need to pay you for your knowledge. Like that is the way of the world. And, and you don't have a business if money doesn't exchange hands, (laughs) which is like, that's just pure economics. <laughs> yeah. You're just out there being a, a, a hobbyist or a blogger at that point. <laughs> right. Um, okay. So I want to know, cause we talk about obviously impact and I'm so glad that you shared your story and how you went through that period of like, I'm just not making the impact that I want to. Um, because I think we all go through that at some point in some way. Um, <clears throat> so shifting a little bit towards like your business, um, what, what are ways that you measure impact in your business? Like, how do you know that you are creating impact? Well, so this year has been somewhat of an evolution because when you pivot a brand, we be, okay. So we entered 2021 with this idea of three programs and, and it was basically like a product ascension ladder. So it started with our low-end template membership and then our mid-tier like 
what I would call a signature program, like a $2,000 program. And there's access to coaching, but for a contained amount of time. And then the top tier was going to be a high ticket program. And that was about like actually taking digital products as a revenue stream and turning it into like a full fledged business. Mm -hmm. Well, you learn a lot when you launch things and as you work with people. So where I put the majority of my focus this year is in that mid-tier $2,000 program. We call it the Empower Business Lab. And the way I know I'm making impact now is because the relationships that get formed in there. So I wasn't going, this year was all about learning. So I wasn't going for like insane volume. Mm -hmm. uh, we've served just over 300 students in the lab in the last nine months. So that's not bad. It's, you know, right. it's, it's been, it's been great. Like I consider those numbers to be very good considering yeah. I literally came up with the program <laughs> nine months ago yeah, and pivoted amazing. my entire business for it. Um, and when I getting to work with them as closely as I do, because my motto in teaching is so people who are unwilling to show up and put in the work, mm -hmm. meh, like, you know what? No, I, this is, there's no, there's no such thing as building a business through osmosis. You don't buy a program and think that it's going to do the work for you. I have no patience for that. Yeah. When I have women, and I would say the predominant amount of women that I got in this program, luckily, uh, wanted to put in the hard work. When someone is dedicated and will do the work, I will jump through hoops for them. That motivates me like, like nothing else. I will go above and beyond. I'll go out of the program scope. I just want to see you successful. And so it did, what I've learned this year is something about our messaging was definitely right because we were getting women who were willing to jump through the hoops with us. Yeah. And so, I mean, there's just no doubt that we're making an impact because I get to see these products getting launched. Mm -hmm. I get to see them building their audiences. And we see posts all the time. Like one of my students just posted that her, her, uh, a home, a home goal binder. Like it's basically like a, how to manage your, your entire home. And it's a printable binder made $50,000. Wow. Yeah. I mean, uh, that changed her life. She just quit her corporate job. That's amazing. Yeah. When yeah. you hear, when I'm honestly like, I feel like that's the best when you, when you're in your business and you're seeing the, the results and the successes of the people that you're helping. I think that's just, that's what, that's what we do it for. Um, yeah. and so, yeah, that's, that's awesome. I am really glad that you shared that with us and, uh, I'm excited to, see where it goes for you. Now, I know that you have something for the listeners of this show. Do you want to tell them about it? Yeah. So if you go to monicafroze.com forward slash amplify, we made sort of a fun landing page. So I didn't have to send you 10 different places. So um, we offer a free training for how to get started with digital products. It's called the passion to profit experience. And I'm excited about it because I actually made it into a private podcast audio feed as well, which Love is it. like, I got super, that was like my new tech thing to learn for, yeah. <laughs> for the year. Um, so I'm excited about that. And then like, we, you can connect with us on Instagram there. I actually do answer my DMs. I might not answer it the same day though, because I got, I got a toddler and stuff like that, but <laughs> I do answer my DMs. So if you want to talk, you can talk to me on Instagram. Awesome. Thank you, Monica. Thank you so much for being on the show today. I've loved this conversation. So, um, I appreciate you taking the time to be here with us. Yeah. Thanks for having me. 